Hello and welcome to Proximo's podcast. This is your host, Paige Chisholm, reporting from London. Today is Monday, July 12th, 2021. This week at Proximo, our Canadian flagship events for infrastructure, power, and renewables on July 14th and 15th. Don't miss your chance to hear from and engage with key members of Canadian state governments, leading developers, banks, investors, and more on our state-of-the-art virtual event platform. For more information, please visit our events page at proximoinfra.com. Without further ado, here are your top stories this week. In Asia, the Indian government targets rural villages for broadband connectivity. The cabinet has approved the rollout of the Baranet project in 16 states under the public-private partnership model with viability gap funding of 19,041 core rupees, 2.5 billion U.S. dollars. According to India's telecom secretary, Anshu Prakash, the Digital Communications Commission will enter into a 30-year agreement with private companies. This latest stage of the project will be split into nine packages, and no company will be able to bid for more than four. In Malaysia, Ericsson has beat out Huawei, ZTE, Cisco, NEC, Nokia, Samsung, and Fiberhome to win the bid by the Malaysian state-owned Digital National Berhad, DNB, for deployment of a 5G network. Ericsson will arrange for the financing of the supply, delivery, and management of the entire 5G network, with an expected cost of 11 billion Malaysian ringgit, or 2.64 billion US dollars. DNB will securitize future cash flows from its wholesale business via Sukuk programs to finance other network operating expenditures and repay all vendor financing arrangements. Services are planned to be available in Kuala Lumpur, Putrajaya, and Cyberjaya by the end of 2021, followed by Selangor, Pulau Penang, Johor, Sabah, and Sarawak by the end of 2022. In a look to the future of sustainable financing, the Asian Development Bank, ADB, has proposed a new kind of sustainable development goal bond, the SDG Accelerator Bond. Details in ADB's latest publication, Accelerating Sustainable Development After COVID, the Role of SDG Bonds, the SDG Accelerator Bond would be based on global best practices in project finance, aimed to standardize the risk return structure to ensure investor appetite and help local governments and new state-owned entities access funds. The framework would allow variations in fund structure among countries and issuers, while at the same time reducing the perceived investment risk posed by an issuing entity, sector, or project with no track record on bond issuance. In other MFI news, the Eurasian Development Bank, EDB, has launched a new investment strategy with plans to invest 10.9 billion US dollars in cross-border infrastructure projects over the next five years. Among the projects are the Europe-Western China Transport and Digital Corridor, the Water and Energy Complex of Central Asia, and the EA-EU Plus Single Commodity Distribution System. Building the EA-EU Plus Single Digital Space, part of the broader effort to develop digital competencies and infrastructure, is also envisioned as part of the bank's five-year strategy. In June 2020, the EDB established the Fund for Digital Initiatives. The first project was the COVID-19 Free Travel Mobile App, for cross-country verification of travelers' PCR test data within the Eurasian Economic Union. Nearly 20 further projects are currently pending the fund's approval. In 2020, the EDB signed 18 new project agreements worth 1.3 billion US, and the current investment portfolio grew 4.4 billion, a record high in the bank's history. The net profit for 2020 amounted to 32.6 million.
Moving into Europe, Europe's largest PEM green hydrogen electrolyzer has begun operation in Shell Energies and Chemicals Park, Rhineland, Germany, as part of a Shell-led consortium comprising of ITM Power, research organization Sintef, consultants Fera, and Element Energy. With the European Commission funding through the Fuel Cells and Hydrogen Joint Undertaking, the fully operational plant is the first to use this technology at such a large scale in a refinery. Plans are underway to expand the capacity of the electrolyzer from 10 megawatts to 100 at the Rhineland site near Cologne, where, in the future, Shell intends to produce sustainable aviation fuel using renewable power and biomass. A plant for liquefied renewable natural gas is also in development. In Lithuania, the European Commission has approved the country's 2.2 billion euro recovery plan, which includes 242 million euros in investment in renewable energy under the EU's Recovery and Resilience Facility, RRF. The money will be invested in offshore and onshore solar and wind power, as well as public-private energy storage facilities, enabling a planned increase of 300 megawatt of solar and wind energy and 200 megawatt increase in energy storage capacity. Although approved by the Commission, the plan still also needs to receive consent from the European Council in the coming weeks before the funds can be distributed. In total, 38% of the 2.2 billion euros will be spent on meeting climate targets, which is 1% higher than the 37% required by RRF rules. The EU's COVID-19 recovery plan, Next Generation EU, is making 800 billion euros available to member states for policies that fall in line with EU objectives. In the Middle East and Africa, the Jordanian government has attained backing from KFW for development aid agreements totaling 89 million euros, including 15 million in grants and 74 million in soft loans. The funding will support a waste management project led by the Greater Amman Municipality and the seventh phase of Jordan's Water Resources Administration Program. The agreement also includes a 24 million euro soft loan to finance the third phase of the country's initiative to improve the quality of irrigation water supply and its distribution throughout the Jordan Valley as part of the country's climate change in the water sector project. In Botswana, the state energy regulator has granted a generation license for a 100 megawatt solar project to a local firm, Shumba Energy, making it the first independent power producer to set up a large-scale solar plant in the country. Shumba Energy plans to implement the project in two phases, with construction of the first phase of 50 megawatts likely to start in the next six months. Capital expenditure is estimated at about 80 million US dollars for the entire project. As Botswana's 600 megawatt national energy demand is currently met by state-owned coal-fired power plants and imports, primarily from South Africa and Mozambique, this development is an important step for Botswana in decarbonizing their energy supply. And finally, Meridium and Gabon Power Company, a subsidiary of the Gambonese Strategic Investment Fund, FGIS, have closed 179 million euro project financing of the Kingueli Aval hydroelectric power plant in Gabon. The financing is provided by World Bank, IFC, AFDB, DBSA, and the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund. The project will have the capacity of 35 megawatts and will supply Gabon's national electricity network with 205 gigawatts per year. It is due to be located 100 kilometers east of Libreville on the Mbai River and expected to be commissioned in 2024. That's all we've got time for today. For more project finance news, insights, and analysis, visit us at proximoinfra.com.
Thanks for listening. See you next week.